and thank you for joining us for this midweek Lenten podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon, Illinois. This is a sermon from March 11, 2020. The sermon is entitled, The Day of My Burial, and is based on John, chapter 12, verses 1 through 8. It was preached by Pastor Carl Copen. And mercy and peace be yours this night in the name of our Lord and our Savior Jesus. Text for the message is our gospel, and so let us pray. Lord, we are thankful for your blessings in our lives, and we pray that you strengthen our faith. Help us to know and trust in you all our days, and as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, for you are our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. In the sermon titled, Good News for the Weeping World, a pastor by the name of John Laris observed, he said, do you know what the modern taboo is? I read an article recently that said, we now wear on our t-shirts what we used to not tell our therapists. And isn't that the truth? Look at the message on t-shirts, how open we are about so many different things. When I was young, you didn't talk about a lot of those things, especially in mixed company. Now it seems that anything goes except for one subject. What is the modern taboo? Death. Don't talk to people about death. They don't want to talk about it. Isn't that true? Even today? It was true back in Jesus' day. We're following uh, that story from last week, and, and I don't know, Pastor Hannah, I didn't ask him before, wonder if this might be like Avengers Part 3 that he referenced last week. Uh, like last week, we had this plan, the plans of, of man and the plans of God colliding. And so now Jesus is back in the home of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. This is after Lazarus is raised from the dead, as we heard, and as we heard last week, after uh, the Pharisees and religious leaders commit themselves to the plan that one man, Jesus, should die for the nation. But I wonder what the conversation was at the dinner table that night. The host and the important guest had something in common with each other. I mean, Lazarus had so recently been dead and buried, he was the host of a dinner party in Bethany, a village near Jerusalem. The guest of honor was Jesus of Nazareth, the man, the God-man who raised Lazarus from the dead. And on the day of that miracle, Jesus referred to himself as the resurrection and the life. He had demonstrated his authority, his power over life and death. But now before the week was over, we know the story that Jesus would be dead and buried. Just like Lazarus had been dead and buried. So we might wonder as Lazarus and his sisters Mary and Martha reclined at the table with Jesus and his disciples, what did they talk about? What were the conversations like? What topics did they discuss? Did they talk about life? Did they talk about death? Did they talk about resurrection? However deep or light that table talk was, something happened that may have silenced, at least for a moment, any kind of friendly conversation. Mary brought out that, that container of perfumed ointment called nard. Now, it was a, a fragrant essential oil, essential oil people, uh, essential oil uh, from a plant uh, found in the Himalayan mountains. So this was very expensive stuff. It was worth a year's pay, as Judas would point out. 
The scent filled the air. Actually, I, I can still smell the, this oil in there, uh, around me now. Uh, the scent filled the air as Mary anointed Jesus' feet with his perfumed oil and dried his feet with her hair. Perhaps this display of devotion stopped the conversation, but it did not stop Judas Iscariot from commenting. I mean, he would be the one who would soon betray Jesus, and he thought that the oil uh, should have been sold to, uh, to pro- and the proceeds donated to the poor, or better yet, John tells us, to himself, because he helped himself to the money bag. But Jesus answered, saying, well, the poor, you're always going to have the poor with you. But he said, my earthly time would soon come to an end with you. But at another dinner party at the same home, Mary had been moved to show her devotion to Jesus, their guest, another, another way. And she left her sister Martha to, to care for the cooking and, and, and all the serving and all the preparations. And, and Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to his teaching. And Martha began to complain about the work that was being left just to her, her alone. And Jesus pointed out that Mary had chosen the one necessary thing, listening to her Savior. And so now at this dinner party, so near to Jesus' final Passover, it seems Mary has once again chosen that one necessary thing, anointing Jesus' feet, feet that would, within the week, be nailed to the cross. Body taken down from that cross, hastily buried on that same day as Jewish law required. She was anointing the body of Jesus, preparing him for the day of his burial. It was an act of love on Mary's part, and it was necessary. Mary, on those two occasions, chose choosing the necessary thing. But she may not have been chosen so wisely in all the circumstances of her life. After all, we don't either, right? We know that we certainly do not always choose the necessary things. We do not always choose to listen to Jesus and walk in his ways. We do not always choose to worship him and display our devotion to him in ways that make it clear to the world that he is our Lord. All too often we choose what is necessary or or so we believe. We choose to satisfy our own selfish needs and desires. We choose to listen to the tempting voices of the world around us instead of listening to Jesus. We may become more devoted to our possessions or our popularity more than to our Savior. But but God in his mercy acted to save us, not because of our wise choices, but because of his own wisdom and grace, his undeserved favor for sinners. God sent his Son to be our Savior, to bear our sins in his body on the cross, to suffer the penalty of death that we deserve. Jesus chose a necessary thing in obedience to his Father's will, laying down his life to save us. Two chapters earlier in John chapter 10, Jesus said, For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. So sitting at the table with the disciples and Mary and Martha and Lazarus, Jesus knew the week that lay ahead for him. In the week that lay ahead, he knew he would be betrayed. 
and deserted by his friends. He knew that he would be arrested and, and condemned to death. He knew that he would be crucified. He knew that he would be hastily buried in a tomb. He knew that he would do as he had promised. Lay down his life by his own choice. And he would take it up again. When on the third day after his death, women went to the tomb to finish the anointing of his body, the anointing that began at that dinner table that night, they would find their efforts completely unnecessary because the tomb was open, it was empty, he had risen from the dead, just as he had promised. And his resurrection life is the life that he shares with you and me, doesn't he? Because we too have been anointed for our burial. Just like I mentioned with the kids at the message, you and I have been anointed for our burial, haven't we? This anointing takes place right here, or a place similar to it. Water and word are joined together to mark us as one redeemed by Christ the crucified. In baptism, we have what Scripture calls this washing of, of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit. We're anointed for burial. Burial with Jesus in his baptism and raised with him to walk in newness of life. Right here and right now. When we were raised to, uh, to, to, to seek by the power of the Spirit the necessary things, things like listening to our Lord, like what we talked about with the kids devoting ourselves to him uh, and serving others in his name. That's part of our lives, being anointed by Christ. Part of our lives is we're rooted in Christ. That's our foundation that God uses us to, as we've been talking about, to be changing lives in our faith, in our community, and in our world today. And so as we, as, as, as we think about this, this is that great blessing of being anointed in Christ being anointed in our baptism. And so as we, as we consider that, we also consider death. Because death is never an easy topic, is it? As believers in Christ, as children of God in this place, it's interesting, the topic of discussion of death really shouldn't bother us at all. Because at death we enter the presence of our Lord in heaven. But we know that that's not the end. <laughs> I mean, it's great, but it's not our final destination. Because we have been anointed for burial, but we look forward to the last day. Because there is a resurrection. Finally, on that last day, the day that our Lord returns, we will be raised up from our graves. Not like Lazarus was, to eventually die again. But to be raised up as Jesus was raised up. Never to die again. On that day, all of creation is renewed and restored, that new heaven and new earth, and restored you. And on that day, we're going to gather at a table. We're going to sit at the table with our Lord and celebrate the eternal wedding feast of the Lamb who was slain for us. We will join with Mary and Martha and Lazarus and all the saints in worship forever at the feet of Jesus. In Christ, we are prepared for the day of our burial. But in Christ, we know that time is temporary. Let's praise God for that wonderful gift, that anointing that he gives to us in Christ. Amen. Please stand.
And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this special Lenten Midweek Podcast from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbonnet, Illinois. You can find this and other podcasts by going to stpaulslutheran.net and clicking the Sermons button at the top of the page. Thank you for listening and God's blessings.